Welcome to the Student Ministry Podcast by Lifeway. I'm Ben Trueblood. Today, we are with producer Nathan. What's up? How's it going? <laughs> That's Nailed it. Little. <laughs> Nailed it. Sorry. <laughs> Nailed it. The recording The recording interface here. Got a new haircut. That new haircut got like, him. I've never seen that before. Let me click on it. And then you asked me that question. So I, I came in extra, extra yeah, strong there. Good. <laughs> I like it. All right, and Zach working with in the garage as well. in the garage. Yeah, Chad on vacation. <laughs> now he did turn his vacation weeks ago. So by, by like all accounts, we knew it yeah. was coming. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, no, he's he's great. Yeah, he communicated well, as you might imagine. If you know Chad, you know he's going to communicate these things well, and he did. But uh, he's but he's still not here, time. and we're going to talk about him. Yeah, mm. no, that's right. That's right. Hopefully he's enjoying a wonderful spring break. Are we allowed to say where he's? Oh, I, this episode's well, past. By the time this comes out, it'll be after. Yeah, he's in Branson. Like him or I'm sure he made it home safe yeah. from Branson. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, Branson. <laughs> Which if you live. Yeah, who goes to Branson? Uh, you know, like Branson has some like country music roots and like, you know, some things, some things went down in Branson. Dolly. In terms yeah, of it, it's Dolly or Buzz. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Well, that's Gatlinburg, dude. <laughs> but, but it's like, yeah. But it, Branson is, I would say, a regional destination, right? Like, people aren't coming from California or Montana to go to Branson. You just made the entire state of Missouri really sad. <laughs> <laughs> but, but it's like, growing up Northwest, Ar- like, it was a destination no, for us. It, it is the weekend getaway. It is the, like, hey, we've got three to four days. Where are we going? Branson. Yeah, yeah. Branson. Mm-hmm. I feel like that's I mean, Gatlinburg here in the southeast. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of air rush, there, a lot of fudge. A lot of fudge. Yeah. So so I like fudge. I'll pass on the airbrush. <laughs> but that leads me to another question. Are there other regional pilgrimage oh. cities that I don't know about that I should go to? I would love to hear from okay, our so listeners. I have one for you. Okay. Uh, no, go do the listener well, I, thing. I, I, I just want to know, listeners, too. like, where is your region? I mean, we're going to be visiting our friends all over the country here in the next three weeks. What is the regional hot spots that you're hitting up? Like, where where do people in Arizona go regionally? Like, where do people in Chicago go regionally? I'm really curious to know, or folks in the Midwest, is it like we're going to dip down to Indiana for a day? Or is this like we're going to head north to Canada, that. a boot, a little boot time? Yeah, in Canada. I don't know. I don't know. But give us another regional one, Ben. So I've got one for you. This is a California one, actually. And it flies under the radar because of all the stuff to do there. But Knott's Berry Farm. Okay. In California. (laughs) It's it's theme park. Okay. Like it would be, it would fit this category for sure. It's like locals, hot spot. Tourists go to Disney. Locals go to Knott's Berry. Yeah. Like the cookie people. We should check it out. The cookie people. That's like a thing. Okay. Okay. It's like gel, jam, delicious jams and jellies. It's the <laughs> a jams the, the, and jellies theme park. I'm in. I'm in. <laughs> I'm here for it. Sweet and sticky mess. Nathan, I'm that's in. Right let's up go. Alley too. Heck yeah, let's go. What is it? Is one of the is one of the rides called the pressure cooker? Oh no. Oh no. Here <laughs> come the puns. I don't think so. But it <laughs> the might, strawberry it might blitz. Be. Watch out. It's fast. That's right. God, that ride so is another, toast. Toast. I I think this is another regional thing. I know it's a big deal uh, in the Falls Creek area, Zach, in Oklahoma. <laughs> yes. They're Not all, a they're theme park. Places. Wherever you're going. Well, actually, no, there actually is a theme park. The Arbuckle Mountains, Arbuckle Wilderness is South Central Oklahoma. We used to go there as Oklahoma City brats. Uh, it was one of those places where they had the half top of the bus cut off and the giraffes would come over and... <laughs> <laughs> Look, that was the, not yeah. even dinosaurs, just giraffes. Basically, no, it was Jurassic Park for South Central Oklahoma. I mean, listen, where else are you going to see a giraffe in Oklahoma other than our buckle? Like, you could touch it. You could almost pet a giraffe. Then they had go-karts that like, didn't work. It was amazing, yeah. <laughs> that sounds like Tiger King, but without the scandal. I mean, that's basically it. Yeah, t- Tiger King, but no Netflix documentary. So, yeah. <laughs> so, I was going to, uh, that sounds like, even below re- like local like you've got local and then mm, yeah regional attraction uh, it's a big saturday down in arbuckle fried pies oh the fried pie stand i love a good fried yeah pie. so mm. you can't say arbuckle without saying fried pie uh fried pies are for those that don't know a delicacy in south central oklahoma they probably are in other places uh but for the 
Falls Creek campgoers, folks that are in the Turner Falls area of South Central Oklahoma, uh, there is a stand that has the world's most delicious fried pies, both sweet and savory. I don't know how I well, so I'm going to I'm going to correct myself right away and contradict (laughs) myself. I was about to say, I don't know about a savory fried pie, but you give me an empanada. Okay. And I, I'm in or an arepa. Right. And I'm You're in. in. So right. like, and that's basically fried pie. I mean, it's fried pie. It, it, it's, it's a, it's a pie crust instead of a, a you know, more of a, a different kind of wrapper or whatever, but it's, you know, the pizza yeah. one, the meat one, eggs and cheese. Like if you want a little morning, like Nathan would love it. Nathan, Nathan I say it's savory a big pizza roll. It's a, yeah, it's so, a big old pizza. That's right. So Totino's watch out. <laughs> Fried pie coming at you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We've just discovered culturally what this is. It's called a calzone in Italy. <laughs> it's a crepe in France. It's an empanada. Yep. In, in, in Mexico. Yep, yep. It's a fried pie in the, the southern South. United yep. States. It's all the same. Oklahoma it's crepes, baby. Some form of bread flour <laughs> with stuff stuff. That's it, man. That's it. And yeah. it, little, then all the handy package, right? Slip, slide, eat, go. Yeah. It's the fanciest yeah. Pop-Tart you've ever had in your entire life. Mm. And I love a pop homemade pop tarts, right? Homemade pop tarts, yeah, deep fried pop tart, bang bang bang. No, it's so good. I don't want to deep fry it or Mm. bake it. Okay, well, a little less fat. Personal favorite, probably not. Apricot, apricot. It's my favorite sweet. Yeah, it's just a little different. The peach is good. The apricot hits just right because it's not as sweet as the peach. So I did not know apricot was your favorite. This is like apricot fried. I I learned something new today about Zach working. What a day! The cherries are good. The cherry vanilla is kind of next level because a little cream in there. Whatever it's good. Yeah, yeah I think for me, it's apple. Apple salad. So growing up, North Carolina, the apple orchards kind of up there in the foothills of the Appalachian Mountains, we'd go up every summer, fall, spring, I don't, whenever apples. Go apple picking? Yeah. And, and we'd go apple picking, yep. and then we'd bring them all home. We'd cut, peel them with my grandparents, and we would stew them up for, for later, freeze them, and we'd also do a whole run of just yes. apple fried pies. One of my favorite memories, Nathan, of when I was living in North Carolina, my folks came out to visit and we drove north for the turning for all the leaves. And one of the places that we stopped off was an apple orchard. And literally it was like this little mini like fair, like there was like rides and Mm -hmm. things and whatever, but all the food items were just different ways to cook apple. So it was like, (laughs) do you want apple cider? Do you want an apple Mm -hmm. smoothie? Do you want a a frozen apple juice? Do you want apple pie out of the tin? Do you want apple cobbler? Literally it was just like everything was apple and you just got sick on apple, but it was delicious. It was delicious. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. It's, and it's all just doused in cinnamon. Well, yeah, of course, of course. (laughs) Preservative. Yeah. Yeah. Tired of apples, mom. So, I was so sick of apples. It was just like it was literally like every way to eat an apple. And by the end, it was like, what else do you Man, want? I was like, I, anything. I know else. exactly what you're talking about. It was yep. four hours solid eating apple-based foods. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it's fantastic. Yeah. A little vanilla ice cream. That was the one thing that wasn't apple-based. Yeah, it's fine. It's it fine. was a little yeah. vanilla, but that's just a classic. That's just a, and just pairings. Yeah. Yeah. I have I have made an apple pie ice cream. That was Ooh, really okay. good one time. I mean, anytime you're drinking apple juice and eating an apple pie. It's too much. <laughs> yeah, that's true. No, that's yeah. That's a little. That's, if the drink and the that's solid some good food, apple juice. Though. Yeah. Oh my gosh! Right. Yeah. If you've not had apple juice from the orchard, whew, yeah. you're missing out. Mm, they freeze it too. Put in the machines. Oh. So we are uh, we are fresh off. Our team is fresh off of a lot of travel, essentials uh, travel, essential travels, <laughs> yes. travel essentials. So, over we. I mean, what was it? Nine, Nine dates cities. and three weeks. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, nine cities total plus Zach, you tacked on another little bonus uh, conference little bonus. Uh, at the end of that. So there's some learnings that we walked away. Uh, a lot of face to face time with youth pastors. Yeah, which is always good. We always learn. It's cool. It, we always go into those those environments with, of course, things to teach and things to share and things to hopefully drive conversation and all all of that. But we also walk away. Man, we learn in every in every stop and every step. So I wanted to like what interesting questions, what learnings did you guys walk away with either from travel this season or conversations with youth pastors or whatever? Oh man. So one of the things that 
I it's always my favorite learning is just how much you can be inspired by the work you do by being in a room full of people that are doing the work too. Mm -hmm. like every stop along the way. Like even though we talked about some heavy things in those like days of discussion and, you know, we are hopeful and yet we are challenged by the work of student ministry. Everybody left encouraged because it was like everybody in that room was like, I get it. I get it. I get it. I get it. Mm -hmm. I just for anybody out there that's feeling dis discouraged, the first question I would ask is, when was the last time you hung out with some of your peers? And if you don't know the answer to that, or you don't have a date coming up soon, make that a calendar priority because it is guaranteed encouragement. At least the nine times that we did it, it was guaranteed encouragement. Absolutely. One of the things that I was going to bring to you guys from learnings and maybe some discussion here to kind of carry out further, um, several heavy conversations with some of the folks that we met with about two topics that feel somewhat related because it feels like I'm stuck. And so the first one is how do I break up clicks in my ministry? It's like they're relational, but not in ways that are kind. <laughs> So what do you do when like students like only some students in your ministry? At what level are you OK with that? And what level should we intervene? And that was the question that really drove the discussion. when We were hanging out with some folks is like, I mean, some of it's just natural, like you're going to have friends and you're going to have people that you're not as close with. But for this this person, they were very concerned. So how do I break up clicks and when should I break up clicks? And the second one was my budget has just been cut but I'm still staffed to the job. So how do I continue to do enough with less? And I think it's really careful wording of like, not trying to do more, but trying to do enough, whatever that means when I'm not as financially resourced as I was a year ago. So uh, I kick it to you both. You can tackle either one, but those are the two that were a little bit of leftover discussion from essential stuff that I wanted to share with, uh, with our listening audience. Man, those are two really Mm -hmm. important conversations two really important questions. I think they're at some level, it's something everybody's everybody's asking yes. because even if you, even if you start with a giant budget and you're used to spending at budget X yeah, and your budget is cut 30%, you're still hurting. Number, <laughs> yeah. yeah. It may yeah. be more, it may be more than somebody the church over here has ever had, but you're still having to ask the question about cuts. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, of course, that that's not exactly what the, the situation you're describing, the, but I but do relative. think it's a question. It's relative. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. Man, uh, I have I have some thoughts on the click one first. Okay. Uh, I think what I would ask is, are clicks actually a bad thing? Okay. I did not ask that. Like, <laughs> we, we immediately jumped into trying to like bust up the, the, the rock quarry, but okay. Say more Ben. Yeah, yeah. 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 So I think at the level where they become excluding and mean okay. to other people, okay. then I think we have an issue, but if it's just, or if somebody walks in, and no one is welcoming and there's no spirit of hospitality in the in the room and everybody just kind of turns their back on the new person Oof. and they can't find a slot to fit in. Yeah. Then I think we have a problem. Yeah. If it's just I have subcultures within my student ministry and those people hang out together and there aren't deep connections across subcultures, mm. but they know each other then I don't know that that's necessarily something I'm going to go in and spend time breaking up. Okay. Cause here's what we have to remember. I think students are always going to naturally connect with, with people of, mm. of their like people that they Aff have things in affinity common. interest group. Yeah. 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 Yep. Affinity interest groups. They're, they're going to, they're going to naturally group together. And we actually want that to a degree. We want students to be in relationship with each other. We want, I mean, a lot of churches as they get to adulthood actually create groups around affinities. Mm. Hey, this is our hunting group that they do Bible mm -hmm. study and talk about the beast feast that's coming or what, not all of whatever. you will enjoy this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right, this is right. the small group that meets together on Saturday mornings and they go run together. Mm. And so for adults, we actually create this, but for students, we want to break it up. 
And I think when we break, uh, if we go in and say, okay, I'm going to break apart this, this group. It, first, it takes a lot of relational equity for a student pastor to go in and sit with a group of people and say, essentially this, this would never be the language. The kind of friendship that you have here is wrong. Mm. We need to adjust your friendship. Now, again, the assumption at the beginning, and I want to restate this, is that we're not in a situation where there's zero hospitality, where the groups are so segmented that they don't even like each other. Like, we're not talking about disunity. Not animosity. We're just talking about cliques in the <laughs> yeah, ministry. Yeah, yeah. yeah, there's not yeah. animosity. There's not disunity. We're just talking about what we would say is cliques. So, man, I I think for a youth pastor to go in, you're going to cash in a lot of relational credibility. You're going to you're going to begin to attack something that does that may not ever work or that does not pay off mm. enough dividend in the future. Okay. Mm-hmm. Like you might succeed in these 7 10th grade girls no longer only hanging out with themselves. But you might also succeed with four sets of parents being angry at you, two families leaving the church, and three of them hardly ever coming before because you've asked them to not hang out with the people that they they hang out with. Let's be honest. The primary reason that teenagers come to church in their teenage years is because of friendships. That's not a bad thing. Mm -mm. We actually want them to have relationships, relationships with each other and relationships with godly adult mentors. That's a thing we want. So the click thing, I would start off and say, okay, what do I have here? Do I have animosity and disunity or do I just have a student ministry that's different subcultures? And then I think you can attack that with what you teach and talk about how relationships are healthy and unity together and what that looks like. And Zach, you named it right at the beginning. Like you're not going to be best friends with everybody, but because of the Holy spirit, we're all linked together. Yeah. And I think naming it in a spiritual tone is important. Yeah. 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 For sure. So I don't know. That's, that's where my mind goes first. Yeah. I think, I think playing off of that, Ben, I know I've heard you say it, heard you say it before, even in this conversation is a lot of times when people complain about clicks, it's not the people who are in them that complain. So usually it's someone on the outside looking in. So sometimes it could be a newer family or a new student to the church who maybe wasn't brought in with some friends. Cause I think a lot of times we'll see again, the overarching thing of like the clicks, not, you know, animosity or something like that. But if a friend brings another friend, they usually instantly with those friends. Yeah. Yeah. Friend yeah. Group, <laughs> friend group. Right. And so you don't really hear, but if it's someone newer into the ministry that maybe wasn't brought in with a friend or that kind of a thing, I think they're just honestly, the question is more from their heart of, I want to get plugged in, but I'm not certain how, especially some students being maybe a little bit more shy. And I think that's where we need to realize what's at the heart of that question and then realize, well, hey, what is this person into? Maybe it's having a conversation with the parents of like, what is your student really into? Have a conversation with that student and be like, hey, you know what, Steve over here, he loves a lot of those same things. Let me make that relational connection and help them get plugged into a group. Again, when it's when it's in a very healthy healthy state and healthy place. Some of that's our Um, work. I I think the, right, exactly. Yeah. It's just a good reminder of that. Like you were saying, Ben, if you're thinking about breaking some of this up, what actually is the relational impact on the negative side of this? Mm. Yeah. 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 I think Nathan, you, I think you named something important too, is that it is our work. I think from a student pastor perspective to kind of dig in and see where the, our ministry is full of clicks comes from. Because it is true that somebody in a clique is probably never going to complain about their being. <laughs> they have friends. Yeah. What are they complaining about? Right. 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 Until it goes south. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And it's right, never, right. it's never a complaint that there are cliques in this ministry. Like that's a symptom of the root issue of someone saying, I don't feel like I belong here. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And so then that goes to a ministry question overall, like, mm-hmm. am I structuring my ministry in such a way that creates belonging or that fulfills belonging? Like, what am I doing to put people in, like intentionally put people in situations where they're going to experience relationship? I mean, Zach, the session that you teach yeah, uh, as part of our essentials plays into some of this, like 
our student, I'll let you talk about it, but the, the essence of it is our, our students need more relational training yeah. than they ever have before. And it's interesting that we're recording this episode on the three year anniversary of when everything started to shut down because mm. of COVID. Yeah, mm, that's true. So like three years ago, we went into a very formative moment in the lives of current 2023 teenagers where a lot of relationships were cut off. Yeah. And so they, uh, your stuff is fascinating on this, on this topic as you teach it in essentials. Well, and I, I'm excited we get to share it with our youth pastor summit friends for some of our stops this spring as well. Um, but the, the working definition that I've been really challenged by in some of the social science out there right now is that we're living in a time of increased parasocial normal or normative relationships, meaning that more of us engage uh, with relationships that are parasocial in nature than they are, for lack of a better word, in real time. Um, so we subscribe to content through YouTube or podcasts that we catch up later. We're living vicariously through someone's Instagram feed, which is to say, that we're living in their past, not in their present. Um, a lot of the feedback that we either receive or submit uh, is happening like in this asynchronous way, like Nathan posts and people were like leaving comments like days later, which is like it, there's a loop of conversation there, but it's just happening very differently than like even what like the, the reality of we are talking about this live and someone else will receive it later. Not necessarily wrong, but it's one of those. It creates a redefinition of what relationship means. Like it's when we talk to people that are at conferences like, man, enjoy the podcast. And it's like, well, I'd love to get to know you because like you heard us talk, but that was like a pre-recorded thing. And so for a lot of our students that mm -hmm. follow people on TikTok or Instagram or YouTube, like the ways in which those relationships take shape where they feel like they know somebody or they're looking to be mentored or informed by their content or their stuff, uh, I think has radical impact for the ways in which sometimes it may feel like in student ministry, small group conversations are really challenging because you're asking them to yeah. do something like forget the content. Sorry, like forget the like I asked a big question about God theology or mission or or relationships or morals that was a hard question it's just have to it's hard to have the conversation because everything is often like post the idea leave comments about it later and then you have a small group thing where we're literally like face to face and you're like nathan tell me what you think you mean about this and it's just like for a 14 year old <laughs> that for the last three years everything was like turn in your document later post a comment after it's hard for them to process in real time because most yeah. of their things are not happening in real time i mean even yeah. the way that sometimes our sunday church services where it's like come sit listen leave and then leave a comment on the reposted youtube video later are just different than us like hashing it out while it's happening or at lunch right after. And I think that's yeah. part of the challenge of ministry beyond just what we're going to say, but the ways in which they're going to engage with it. And so there's more to it in the longer talk, but I do think the redefinition of what it means to be relational for a 14 year old and a 24 or 34 year old is really something worth talking about in youth ministry. Yeah. You know, I think the, I think the clicks thing to me, it, and I'd love to hear what some of the things you guys talked about as, because uh, it probably, the question probably came from a point of view of, man, there's probably, there's animosity and there's some disunity junk going on yeah. that they're seeing. So how do we break apart that? And I, man, my feeling is like, it's the same, uh, man, it's the same way. I, I think in, uh, you, you attack a lot of things and that's try to go to the root. So if there are purposefully Anim animosity, purposeful animosity yeah. from one group of people to another, then that's a signal that something spiritually is off in their heart yeah. Yeah. because people who are growing in their relationship with Jesus have less, less animosity. They live with it less. Towards yes. people in their lives. <laughs> hopefully. So hopefully, yeah, yeah. hopefully, hopefully you can go on Christian Twitter and see that that's maybe not, not a guarantee, that, my friend, a, not a guarantee. Yeah. 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 But long in the faith, short in the maturity. <laughs> yes. That's mm. a great way to put it. Great way to put it. All hat, no cattle. <laughs> yeah, man. I, I tell you what, I tell you what. Yep. <laughs> all pastor title and oh no, my gosh. whatever the cattle anyway uh so i i think man i would approach it with that and i would spend intentional time 
just saying it straight out. Like, Hey, this is what I see in our student ministry. And I probably would not, I would not sit down with a person individually or a group of people individually at first. I would probably address it. Soften the room. Yeah. Yeah. Soften the room, spiritual principles that as we walk with Jesus, we'll see less of these things. I would love to know what you guys kind of batted around. Well, some of the things that we batted around were uh, maybe moving to a new location. I mean, classic church thing. I always sit in this seat. You always see it from the same angle. Like literally, if you always sit in the same chair or pew, that's what the shape of the room is. But even like having them sit on the other side of the room can be really disruptive in a healthy way. So we talked Mm -hmm. about some healthy disruption of like, you know, is there a few weeks that you could meet in a different classroom? And when they come back, the room's painted differently or done a little, just a little bit like, like if they get too comfortable, we want, we want a level of like cozy comfort, like you're welcome here, but not like that's where Nathan always sits. Like it's not Nathan's chair. He just gets here first. Like, yeah, hold on. Yeah. And so (laughs) Nathan does get there. He does. He does. Uh, And so I think just some of those things that are like a little bit of the, like mixing it up again you can keep your clicks you can keep your friends um but we don't want it to be a place where everybody's so entrenched that like when someone it's like you were saying someone new shows up we don't know what to do um, because what happens eventually is we get so entrenched that no one is allowed to be new and then we start asking questions because that was that really i think the heart of the minister that shared i think that more or less the last couple kids that had come through that were new like could not break into the room because there was like two or three little like orbits of people. Mm. And so I think that's the, and part of that's a leadership issue. So we talked about for your students that seem to be the most leaderful, maybe having the, so soften the room, but like maybe there's those three or four kind of ringleaders and like you have the coffee with them. So now you've created a different little group of leadership or whatever that helps to Mm -hmm. kind of, again, like Marianne and Timothy don't have to be buddy, buddy, but if they both understand, they represent other people there is that little like <laughs> youth council effect right, right. like y'all y'all yeah. are leaders so here's what leaders should do and so it was those kind of things yeah yep. and i think it's i think when i think sometimes unintentionally we may not help groups um get to know other people like if if we go for just real simple example if we're just like all right we're gonna play this game everybody just agree i have a group of four well, they're, they're going to grab the same group before, yeah, like every yeah. time. So, is it? Can we utilize things like that to be like, okay, everybody, group of seven? Oh no, over here or something like that. Or like, right? Yeah, you just you throw some wrenches into yeah, the yeah, system yeah, yeah. Right? under and your you chairs and number. <laughs> right, that kind of a thing. Yeah, it takes more work on our part. Worth but it. I think too, of like camp is a great place to do this. Maybe you, yeah, maybe you break up a little bit of that. Um, and so I, I just think sometimes. The fun element, Zach, is I've learned from you. Fun can be a very, yes, a ministry a, a very too. beneficial thing. I like fun, fun but is a it actually has a great too. purpose. Yeah. That's right, exactly. Fun is a ministry too. I love that. Uh, but it can be, it can be something that helps students get a little more comfortable with each other. Uh, I think sometimes like camp can be a great place for that. D now's weekend retreats where we are a little bit more thoughtful of who we're putting together and, and, and time, the longer thing, time. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. Longer yeah, the, time. The, the 90 minute kind of shields stuff. have worn off. <laughs> yeah. Right. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Man, it, it, to me, this conversation, gosh, it's so important because Zach, what you talk about at, at, at essentials and are going to be talking about at YPS and, and mentioned a little bit here. Students, there are very few teenagers who are really good at making friends. Right. <laughs> and that's why they hold so, so tightly to whoever to they the might group have. that they have. Yeah. And so I think like on the outside, like when we look at it and say, man, these clicks are creating some disunity and, and maybe even some animosity. They may not know it. Yeah. Yeah. It may not I mean, be nefarious. Kids, it may just be like, I don't have any other friends. And they're like, but you could. Yeah. <laughs> like if I walk right, right. away from this group, then I'm my chair might not be here. when right. I get back. Nathan like, will take my like, chair, too. Real, <laughs> yeah, man, it's a real it's a real fear. Yeah. And so I think student ministries yeah. that are successful relationally in the future are going to be the most effective ministries. And they're going to be ministries who facilitate different ways 
for people to, to build relationships with other people. There's to me, there's no way, there's no way around it. And I think so one of our essentials ones, actually one of our, actually was our last stop that we were at the church there. One of their core values that they have on the wall with other values was no one sits alone. So I think trying to bake some of that into the ministry, even though there are friend groups, but again, it's, it's the whole idea. I like that, that, you know, no one sits alone. So it's getting that thing that, mentality out there of like, hey, we're going to make friends, we're going to be inviting, we're going to invite people in. And I think that will alleviate people thinking there's there's calling just friend groups clicks. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, because if the whole click descends on the new person to welcome them in, then that click was called the welcome wagon and we're very thankful for them. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. 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 So anyway. the budget one. Oh, man. Uh, yeah. I think is directly connected to this. photocopies. Oh, sorry. Go ahead. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you do more with less photocopies. Yeah, I got it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Man, I, I think I think that continuing to do ministry with yeah. less, let's call it. Man, you can do a lot with relationships and yeah. being yeah. with people yeah. and getting the right adults in the room that are going to offer a place and time. Yeah. And that's, and that's what you need. And I don't want to oversimplify the answer because I do think it's more nuanced because there's every context is different and all of that. But the reality is it does not take a budget to pastor kids, Mm. to be with them, to provide time and place. Yeah. And I think that's now you can do more with a budget. Yeah. For sure. Sure. You can shape the way that looks differently. You can you can do like that can grow. You can keep little Caesars in, in business. Essence, Absolutely. <laughs> that's right. Little Caesars, five dollar hot and ready. Dun- Dunkin' Donuts like on Sunday. Ninety nine now. Yeah. But mm-hmm. uh <laughs> but you availability, yeah, time and play. Like the best ability is availability. That's right. As they say. That's right. It's mm-hmm. a good line. I think too, it's, it's a good time to evaluate what is what we valued and the monetary kind of emphasis behind that. Did the students actually value that mm-hmm. too? Right. And so I think like we, we thought it was awesome, but they're like, okay, eh, it was okay. Yeah. They're like, oh, well, we still would have come or <laughs> we, we would have still done it without this. Oh, or what if you didn't? Wait, we that, used to have know, donuts. That kind of a yeah. <laughs> right. Yeah. Like, wait, when, when was that? Yeah. yeah. So I think that, I think sometimes it's just a little bit of an evaluation on that can can go a long way and some of it and i think too it is it's it's getting a little creative uh one of the again one of our we're talking about it quite a bit but one of our essential stops we heard from a person but even in them doing this was geared towards college ministry but it was about relationships and so what they discovered was the best thing they did for their college ministry young adults was partner them with some people in a different generation that literally it was just hey come over on a saturday morning we're going to cook or we're going to go over and like we will like go on the run or we're going to do some woodworking or some of those other type of skills that people would like to know and it and it was it was very there wasn't much cost in it at all but it was it was one of the biggest thing that was growing their college ministry was because it was that relational peace and connection that people needed and i think Sometimes we think money will buy relationships, but money doesn't buy relationships. Yeah. We, we, I don't know. I think this is the COVID learning um, that I would want to share with folks is I think one of the things that COVID revealed. Uh, so apocalypse means revealing in Greek. Uh, that one of the things the COVID apocalypse revealed uh, was that we had done a lot of consuming the things of ministry and we were left mm-hmm. without some of the things that were consumable, like the stuff we used to buy. Um, and I think, finding the way back to the things that we had uh, we already owned and we didn't have to purchase are really important. And you'd be surprised too. I think the ways in which people will contribute to the things that are really valuable. And I know that's like different for like signing up for camp or purchasing curriculum, but if the slash in the budget is who's going to help feed kids on Sunday morning or Wednesday night, there's five loaves and two fish that would say sometimes creating the opportunity means that, People will surprisingly step up. Um, and I think, I mean, again, there's a buddy named Paul uh, in youth ministry that like they used to have free donuts and kids would devalue them and like finish half of them and throw the other half away. And then they started selling them and the monies went to like their missions, fundraiser stuff. Mm-hmm. And they actually yeah. like things went well. <laughs> 
because it was like the kids that yeah. wanted them got them. And so they were able to provide donuts, but it was like flipping their mindset of like, well, we have to give these away. And it was like, no, two donuts for a buck. And kids were like, I have a dollar. Like, I mean, it's, it's the classic. We turned Chad tell the story about at camp. Like I need a scholarship for camp, but I have my new Jordans on. And so it's creating a little bit of value right. of like, well, what do you, what do you really want? And so I think even for the adult leaders of the ways in which like, man, here's the things that we need. And like, I will plan and prepare. Um, how do we come alongside and support and do? And I think sometimes it's, we had a budget that made it the easy ask. And so now we have to be really critical about like, what are the actual things we need versus Ben, what you're sharing? What is the availability that I need to create through myself and my leaders and our student leaders that would make ministry possible? Question I had kind of, so those, maybe we'll call a few of those maybe budget hacks, if you yeah. will. But so in all of our travel we've done recently, do you guys have any travel oh, hacks? Travel hacks at the door? Like, or like this is, yeah, travel hacks or do's and don'ts or, oh, or have you seen anything really weird in, in all of our travels? Cause that all, that oh, can happen um, too. Or what are some of those like culturally, like you don't do this and somehow this one guy missed um, it? So I, I still get asked like, wait, you went eight days in a backpack? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I, which still which blows my mind. Like I don't know how that happened. The guy, I, 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 the Sunday to Sunday, to I, so, Sunday to Sunday, and it was a single bag. Uh, now my gym clothes are stinky. Check on size. Yeah, check, check on size. Not yeah. Not like hiking the Andes backpack, right? No, this is you were able to check it. So. 22 inches by whatever it is, 11 yeah. or 14. No, it's like a jam sport. Yeah, just going. Yeah, like, like it's just, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It's, it's amazing. Uh, well, I'm I mean, you know, like you're wearing a couple things twice, out, you, know? you know, like you're not wearing multiple jammies. You got, you're, you got a pair of jammies, right? Like, <laughs> yeah, you gotta, you gotta pick and choose. Uh, mate, like you just, so, so you pack what you need and nothing else. And I think that's now that was tricky because we had one location in Florida and one location in snowy <laughs> Iowa. Karen texted during the snow during yeah. Saturday. She's like, that's did you pack right for this? And I was like, yeah. I had all my layers on. <laughs> yeah, you had the whole backpack. I literally, the backpack was real light Saturday during the snowstorm. Yeah, 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 that's good. So do you ever uh, wash stuff in the sink? Like, is that I was if I had to stay one more day, I would have done a load of laundry. I, we, were, we were borderline. Okay. We were borderline. I, I basically bring two pairs of gym clothes that I rotate every other day and I'll, I'll rinse them in the sink and then hang dry them. So like, that's kind of the like pseudo wash for the stinkiest stuff. Mm. But for everything else, it's like, I wear that shirt that day and maybe wear it again. Maybe don't. I mean, the one that kind of grosses people out is I'll wear the same pair of jeans all week. Um, but that's, that's just a person that, that once you wear the start wearing the same pair of jeans all week, and then you just switch to your pajamas or so I have travel joggers that I'll wear. And then I bring a one pair of jeans. People that bring like, if you're bringing three, four five pair of jeans. That's when you're having to check bags. Yeah. Nathan's checking that back. He's, <laughs> Nathan, he's, he's Nathan. fresh socks, fresh jeans every day of the week. That's Nathan Howard. Yeah. Every yeah, day. Yeah. Except I've learned how, so my travel hack is I can really roll oh, okay. tight rolls. get like five days into like a three day suit. He's got them crescent but, uh, jeans, just tight rolls. But, yeah. <laughs> I like how you put that though, Zach. Only bring what you need. So one of the things I've started doing recently is I've started packing and taking with us because a lot of places we go into, we're, we're renting a car and all of that. And some of them, you never know what you're going to get. So I actually bring my phone yes. that goes on the yes. dashboard to the car. And I'm, and I have, I actually have two extra charging yep. cables and all of that stuff. One, I can actually just leave the in room, there. One so in the car. In and out. Yep. Right. And I don't have yeah. to, I don't have to move all that stuff around again. Like what, what we had a car charging chain before these, like, you get like three for five bucks. That's right. Or something, that's right. right. So like that to me has been like, that's kind of like the, the upgrade for me. Cause sometimes like some cars you'll get into and your phone won't connect to the system. Some of them don't have it. You just never know what's going to happen. So for me, that's been big as some out of that necessity, just making travel. A travel easier. tech pouch is like a level up where it's just like, you've got all your you little bits and bobs. Like you've got like, you've got the USB a version charge cable, USB C version. Yep. You got extra charging brick. Yep. It's not a lot of extra weight, but being like, Mm-mm. especially if you're going somewhere. Okay. So the, okay. The travel hack in my tech pouch that I've added recently, Nathan Howard is a short HDMI cable. So if I want to watch, mm. I don't have to like do all the logins on the hotel TV. Mm. I just plug in my phone with the dongle and the HDMI and I have instant access to all That's of my smart. logins to watch 
Disney or Netflix or Hulu or whatever. So oh, you're going good. you're going phone to HDMI. Phone, phone, dong- phone to dongle to HDMI on the TV. So if I want to watch Netflix at night, it's not trying to log in or scroll. It's phone into the TV. That's next level. Boom, like got it. whatever I'm watching. So just a little like like one foot HDMI cable is the it's 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 real nice. It's real nice. That's a, yeah. Okay. That's a quality. Okay. Upgrade right that's there. better than me and my ten foot HDMI cable that I just keep in my backpack. Just you have case. the heaviest bag that I'm not sure what's in it. There was a day we were hanging out this week where time. I thought you had emptied most of the contents. You like hand me my bag, and I almost threw my shoulder out. <laughs> yeah, sorry about that. It is. It is full. Of but of what? Something. But of what? That's what I don't know. Cables. <laughs> But have we been in a place and somebody been like, oh, I need this adapter. I, I got and it. Guess but what? I, We've had I've watched you take your I computer have... and like the nerd gear and like your notepad and your Bible out. And it still looks real heavy. And I'm... <laughs> I mean, there's, a, there's still a magic deck. No, I watched you unload your magic and... decks and the thing still yeah. looks heavy. Like <laughs> just got a He's stack got of rocks those. in there. Maybe it's just a steel plate. Just a steel oh, like Oh, just know. like Kevlar and five smooth stones just ready to go. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> He's I have got not fully emptied it in okay. years. So well, that's what I would start you with. Let's start with an empty bag before we start packing. Yeah. <laughs> I did discover the other day that I had about 15 more pins in my backpack than mm, I thought. Office I Depot I was in the backpack. My Interesting. And I was like, where did these come from? <laughs> yeah, Three so years we of We need to empty <laughs> Man, we, yeah. one of these podcasts, we need to empty Nathan's bag oh, on the podcast. God, just what's okay. in what's in Nathan's bag? We should what's play backpack bingo. Does he have it? We create a little be- backpack, little backpack card. bingo oh card for it. Yeah. He's got, uh, there's no doubt in my mind, he's got one of those small Mackie soundboards in there. Just <laughs> a little two channel, just in case. <laughs> like travel. Wow. It runs on a nine volt battery. Yeah, that. yeah. If that's in there, I didn't put it no. in there. <laughs> Someone so. slipped but, it yeah. in? Like... <laughs> <laughs> man there's two things i uh so the white noise app on yeah the phone okay do you have a, you have a favorite one what's your favorite one it's just called white noise. Oh, okay <laughs> very yeah. nondescript yeah <laughs> yeah and you can pick like you can pick several different sounds that it does uh this and then the other one is always stay away from the elevator oh my gosh yes in, in i'll pick my own room always. thank you yeah 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 <laughs> Yes. Don't sleep on and that if you option. Can find a room. <laughs> no, if you can find a room that you can only have one shared oh, wall, yeah. it's even better. Oh, yes. So like end of the hallway or something like that where you, where only one of your walls is shared with another Elevator room. no, it stairwell yes. Yeah, yeah, cuz then you got fire safety escape and less noise. Top floor next to the stairwell, not the elevator. Yeah, ninja. ninja. Yeah, because ra- people are rarely taking the stairs. And if they are, you probably want to also, right? Like that's a good, that's a good safety valve. <laughs> like there was a lot of people going downstairs. Maybe I should too. Yeah. <laughs> mm. That's right. Have you guys ever been in a hotel when the fire alarm has gone? No. Off? Yes. Oh, I think nice. twice. You just yeah. making making friends out in your bathrobe out front. Like, wow, what's going on out of here? Yeah. I mean, it's not fun because everybody's out there. Like, what's going on? Uh. I did in college one time try to sleep through the fire alarm because our oh. dorm was it was an all guys dorm and it was notorious oh. for somebody burning popcorn in the microwave. Yeah. It's like two a.m. The fire alarm is going off and it's like I don't see smoke, I don't smell smoke. Again, it's probably you fine. Know, you're young yeah. and dumb, so it's probably fine. So I'm just going to try to like sleep through it until like the fire department literally bangs on mm. and opens every door. <laughs> two hour process for some kid to burn popcorn in the microwave on the third floor. True. It's like Trying guys, I feel like. Yeah. Yeah, you, you, know, you know, I feel like we know what the problem is, but I, you know, they're being safe. They're being um, diligent in their job. So that's good. But, you know, mine was at Disney. Oh, a uh, Disney fire, fire drill <laughs> with their yeah, characters was, like uh, in costume. Dude, <laughs> I, <laughs> wish. Like, I don't know. Mid- middle, middle of <laughs> That'd the be night. Fantastic. Two elementary school, two toddlers. Oh We're making our way to stand out on the in front of the hotel in the middle of the night it was not too much it's not a good experience too much what are some tra- what are some like travel don'ts what are some things that you've seen that people have done or what are you just like oh, i can't stand it when somebody does this zach you've brought this one up oh and i'm gonna oh i'm gonna give you credit okay. but i'm gonna say okay. it because i don't know if you know where i'm going i'm with a little it. nervous about the things i'm gonna be held to on the podcast but all right <laughs> 
wearing the neck <sighs> yes. pillow just around in nope. the airport. Yeah. Nope. That's <laughs> nope. I, that listen, uh, I don't judge people uh, hardly ever and rarely harshly, but if you are pre gaming the neck pillow down the jetway, <laughs> nope. I need your full attention as you're boarding this plane. If you are half asleep <laughs> with your head cocked over because you got the neck pillow pre on before you've boarded, I judge you, sir mm-hmm. or madam. I judge you harshly. Yeah. I mean, slip it in a loop or a handle. There's plenty of places yeah. to put on your arm. Thing. Even you can Something. you can you can load it up, have it on your arm, swoop it through, drag the That'd roller. Okay. That's fine. But if you're walking around yep. like you've got a neck injury, stay home. <laughs> like a dog, like cone. a dog cone. Shame. Like I shame you. I shame you. Yeah, yeah. Especially if it's one yeah. that you like I, had to inflate. Like, come on, man. Like you, you just out there. Just, <laughs> Blowing it down the jetway, <laughs> just giving it a little extra firmness, a little, a little, little, a little puff before you ride. Yeah, get out of here. I, yeah, I'm always intrigued by the the things in culture that are unspoken. And so for me, I think this is one of them when it comes to travel. But people who like take their shoes off and like wait, just, hold on, hold on, just on like plane? putting their feet and putting their feet up on well, stuff. Yeah, or that's like, just rude. Into like. On your, have you ever had somebody put their feet like into like your armrest from the seat behind you? Like that's just are you flying like, spirit without us? <laughs> no, it's just people are weird sometimes, man. That's the airline with <laughs> the feet shoeless. People just, just toes barefoot. touching on spirit. Yeah. Well, everybody's flying to Orlando <laughs> on spirits. So they got flip flops, no. barefooted. Just I assume you're barefooted <laughs> no. on spirit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's because oh, extra ten dollars if you have to stow your shoes. <laughs> yeah, no, but it's like you're wearing. But if you're wearing like tennis shoes and you just get your, and you got like your socks no. out. You're just no. Like, some of us take our shoes off everywhere. on long flights because digging our toes into the carpet helps to ground us, Nathan. Like. So I, 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 or do you? Take I do. I guess. I guess us? Nathan doesn't want to fly oh. with me anymore. Not on every flight, but if it's more than a couple hours, like I don't know. I just it feels like if we're gonna hang out there for a while, I just I've already got my sweatpants on. I might as well walk around like I own the place, like it's my house. Just like stumble up to the front, like can I get a Coke Zero, please? Yeah, just treat it like your fridge. I don't, I don't know about that. Well, all right. Well, this is the end of Zach and Nathan's well, travel friendship. Yeah. It's no, it's okay. <laughs> you know what? Since we're friends, Zach, I'll okay. allow we're it. We're just not going to sit next to him on the plane. Okay. So, but a stranger, it's like, bro. You need a bin buffer between us. Like, they really starts like, you really start smelling it or something, you know? It's like, okay, yeah. wait a minute. That's that's wrong. On the fl- I will yeah, say this about Nathan. He is he, Nathan is one of the most gracious travel <laughs> buddies. Travel okay. buddies. Oh, well, thank you. <laughs> because, like... I enjoy, like I I like a window seat most often. You're a window seat guy. Yeah, because if I sit on the aisle, my shoulder elbow like will hang, will like go into, and I get hit by the cart. You just get bumped and banged. Is that okay? So Nathan, are you middle then? Because if I don't have aisle, I get real claustrophobic. No, I'll I'll go okay. middle. Yeah, okay. that's what I was gonna say. It's like Nathan. Okay, like even when he has like a pr- like he boards before me, I'll get to the row where he's at, and he's like, "Hey man, you want the yeah, he's what just, a guy. He's a very gracious okay. travel buddy because he could easily be like, "No man, it's <laughs> sorry, your sucker, it's your yeah, middle. <laughs> There's more windows in the We're back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the the move too when we because Southwest has a lot. Of, it's it, Southwest is not my preferred airline. But they do have a lot of flights in and out of Nashville that are direct to the places. Which we is go. nice. So I'm a, I'm a nonstop flight first. Okay. Type of oh, okay. Instead mm-hmm. of airline allegiance, you're nonstop versus air, air airline allegiance. Okay. Yeah, Cause yeah. I have a credit. I have the card that gets me enough points to do that. Whatever. Yeah. Okay. So, but the move is that Nathan will take the aisle and I'll take the window. Oh, force the, the middle. Flight. What a chess play. Yes. And then we, right. then we force the middle and it, it several times lately, people are like, I am not sitting between those yeah. guys. Yeah, it works. That's a, that's a lot of man. But then I'm if out. somebody does come up, I'll usually slide in because here's my thought yeah. process. It's better one of us sit beside of a stranger than oh, both sandwich them in. So <laughs> man, I'm buffering. Okay. That's just what I, so I slide. Well, the next time I see you on a plane, I'm going to scoot you over and take the aisle because that's where I, I you can want to stretch aisle. that leg yeah, out. Yeah, I'll, I'll take I'll take the, the, the bruised knee from the cart. Uh, yeah, if it's oh, just me man. by myself, I usually go window because oh, I'll, I'll like to lean against it or I like to look out the window the lean against the window is good i'm just always worried i'm going to sit being a big guy it's going to go me and then like the middle and the aisle is going to be like three like like thick gentlemen and it's just i'm going to feel like claustrophobic like i can't get out oh yeah just locked in over there yeah 
I'm, I'm pretty wiry. I can <laughs> probably swing down and go soup, over the seats soup. if I need to. You know, <laughs> obstacle course your way into the yeah. ninja yeah. jump. Yeah, that, yeah. That that's that is probably smart though, Zach. So hotel room you know. next to the fire escape, <laughs> and then aisle seat two behind the exit. Done. That's it. Yep. Just ready yeah, to ready. leave. It's a working definition a for safety. Notice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're ready. Yeah. We ready. All right, boys. Well, uh, we're traveling and doing. So, Ben, where all are we at next? I know this episode comes out a little bit after we record it, um, but we're about to be in five major cities in six different weeks to see a lot of our friends at Youth Pastor yes, Summit. So if people want to catch up with us, so, what's the rundown? Here's the rundown. There's still room in these uh so sign up, I believe, outside of Orlando. So all of the other ones, check on Orlando. There might be a waiting okay. list or you can or you can get in there. Uh, but every, everywhere else, you can still sign up. So March 27th and 28th, we're going to be in Southern California for Youth Pastor Sunny Summit. Southern so California. If you're out yeah. on the West Coast, come <laughs> hang with us there. Uh, the following week, April 3rd and 4th, we're going to be in Dallas uh, for Youth Pastor Summit. So. We will see you at that one. Come hang out with us. Uh, I would say the other thing to mention is that if you're listening to this and you're new to ministry, yeah. uh, before every, so Youth Pastor Summit is a Monday and Tuesday, starts Monday afternoon in all of the locations except for Orlando. We do a new to ministry uh, session in the morning. So we'll get your lunch. Uh, it starts at 11 o'clock and we're going to do uh, something specific training and, and stuff specific for people that are new in ministry. So like two years and under. Uh, so come to those, check those out. You can, you can find out about that as you sign up for, um, Youth Pastor Summit as well. Uh, April 17th and 18th, it is Orlando. And then, uh, April 24th and 25th in the Nashville area. Yeah. The last one, a new, new one, this May year. First. Yeah, big first. Big yeah. time first. May first. Uh, just a one day for that one as it's a new event. We'll be in Chicago. So Shut yeah. that's all the places we're going to be. It's going to be a busy April. Uh, and then, and then it's time for then summer. Yeah. Uh, so Southern California, Dallas, Orlando, Nashville, Chicago. So major cities yeah. coming to you, 15 bucks a pop for you and bringing your friends. And then if you're new to ministry, fresh, to ministry, free lunch for you in the California, Dallas, and Nashville stops. And so hang out with us before yep. a great conference begins. So it's exciting stuff, fellas. And uh, I'm excited this year that we get to see some friends that we see at different places and reconnect with some folks and then meet some new folks that enjoy listening to podcasts and talking about ministry. Uh, it'll be good times. Good times all around. Yeah, I agree. All right. Thanks for hanging today, guys. And to listeners. Thank you for hanging out. This has been another episode of the Student Mission Podcast by Lifeway. Bye, everybody. <laughs>